The Tilted Land Shark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Oh, boy. We had playoff ultimate frisbee. That flat ball. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I've got with me Zach, the pin clicker of Ella. What is up, Zach? What is up, Chase? Yeah, sorry for all the listeners who actually hear that on the feed. Um it's my fidget toy. I have a pin here. I, I like to fidget. Kind Mad respect for not using a spinner, by the way. Uh, any sort of, yeah. like, you know, fidget well, cube or. Once I got out of uh, grad school, I grew out of that. I, I kind of, you know, I'm an adult now. So I, I went to pins. <laughs> so you went to pin the... a notepad with me. <laughs> so now he uses a pilot G2, folks. <laughs> uh, that's all right. All right. How was your weekend, buddy? Oh, weekend was good. In terms of betting, it was very 50-50. As a pod, you know, we'll have to bounce back for week two of the playoffs. But outside of that, dude, had some fun at a wedding out in the middle of nowhere. What a a lot of learn, a lot to learn from that wedding. Um, Yeah. Family was crazy and everything, but it was still, still a good time. Um, Open bar, cash bar? Uh, Open bar. Oh, not full bar. I say open bar. Beer and wine. Beer and wine. Did anyone just Beer go full wine. shit show? Uh, yeah, the entire family of both the bride and the groom. It yes. was a good old southern wedding. I'll tell you that there much. Go. There we go. Yeah, there it was. It was a hoot. There's there's someone we still have in a dinner. We we did like at, at my wedding we did beer, wine, a signature cocktail which was Kentucky mm-hmm. Mules, uh, using the uh the Mictors and uh you know. Little, 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 little rest of the Wait, mule what, mix. What, uh, what bourbon were you using? Michter. We actually used a uh, Michter's rye. Uh, for oh, you call Kentucky. it Michter. I call it Mitcher's. I love, first of all, I love Mitcher's rye. It's one of my favorite ryes. This is going to slowly turn into a bourbon podcast, guys. Hold on one second. <laughs> how, but, how on earth do you get Mitcher's out of that? The CH comes on, before me... the T. Why would they do that to you? Because yeah, people right. have last right. names from the old countries. I don't I don't know what to tell I, you. Zach. Uh, we're slowly learning about uh maybe a s- little dyslexia that I have, I guess. I've always thought it was Mitchers. Yeah, right, Mitchers. So, did you drink okay. any Michelob Ultras while you're at it? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. How <laughs> talk about these mules. <laughs> oh yeah, so we, we we did Kentucky mules, we did beer and wine, we had like a, a full keg of Miller Lite. We had a full keg of Shiner, and uh, there's the people. Well, yeah, oh yeah. There's someone we. I also worked for a a, a liquor distributor at the time, so mm-hmm. I, I got those at like less than cost. But uh, some there was some unidentified person that up. Uh, I mean, 
we've been married almost eight years now. We still haven't identified who the girl in the green dress puking her guts out uh, at the reception was like, not like at the reception, but like in a bathroom stall that like all of the, all oh, the female attendees had to, had to coach through, you know? Yeah. But I've yeah. seen, I've seen, I went to a wedding once where someone was actually throwing up right after the ceremony. That's impressive. It, it started before the wedding. Yeah, uh, between the ceremony and reception, went straight to the the forest. That was the backdrop of where the uh, wedding actually happened. And yeah, went to town back there, came back and uh, rallied, which is very impressive. We we both live in the South. Have you ever gone to a Baptist, like, no alcohol wedding, just stinking drunk for the reception? Um, I don't know if it was Baptist. I went to one wedding. It was a Sunday morning wedding where the reception served like eggs and bacon that was the most interesting no dance floor it's the only wedding with no dance floor um and yeah no alcohol so it wasn't like a true baptist wedding but it was definitely a dry wedding if i can't drink and burns it down on the dance floor what am i even doing there that's my thought on it like we're here to celebrate the bride and groom but at the same time i'm trying to party yeah man i'm trying to get loose trying to grind on booties this is what i do this is what i do i do yeah it's my dance floor so zach we had some playoffs we had our play-in games they didn't quite go as i necessarily expected uh i know this is what i get for trying not to be a chalk-eating weasel uh sometimes when you're betting the audl what we've learned is it pays off to just be a chalk-eating weasel what was your just the take on the entire weekend yeah dude outside of the first quarter of the philly dc game everything else from the weekend just seemed lethargic like the entirety of the indy minnesota game felt kind of low energy uh philly after the first quarter didn't bring it at all and then the san diego salt lake game was ugly like that was a weird game to watch for it to be a playoff game. I think both sides kind of underperformed. So yeah, my word of the weekend is just lethargic ultimate. I was kind of disappointed with the action we got. Okay. Okay. I hate to be a stickler. Those are two words, but <laughs> it's, I mean, we, we give out as many locks as we want in the pod. I could give out as many single word phrases to describe a weekend. I think it's fair. fair. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. So let's go ahead. Let's jump right into it. We had the Philadelphia Phoenix taking the party bus down to DC. And uh, I was hoping this would turn out one way. Uh, you wish in one hand crap in the other, see which fills up first. Uh, and this hurt. It was the crap hand because uh, mm-hmm. DC gets the five point dub 23, 18, but Hey, big, Big applause to the Philadelphia Phoenix. I, a great That's season. a hell of a season. I'm not sure anyone necessarily predicted them in that third slot. Uh, a lot of talk about Montreal, a lot of talk about, about other teams. But, yeah, uh, yeah, great, great season for the Phoenix. they got a lot to build off of. Uh, James Pollard is going to be a force going forward. Yeah, uh, what, what I, was your, I believe it. Uh, outside of turnovers, I don't, I don't have a huge take on this game. What, what was your opinion here? Oh, shoot. Hey, you want to hear something funny? Before I do that, I'm, I went back Always. So before the season started. I went back and like predicted every game on a spreadsheet. You want to know what my Philadelphia final record was? What's that? One and eleven. Woo! Yeah, I did not think. I first of all, they were only this great. One that had talent: Sean Mott, Greg Martin, Ryan, great, but James Pollard. I mean, most improved player of the year, easily, and. 
So for the bets, me and Rod had DC minus two and a half. Um, you and I were both on the over. And that first quarter ended 7-6, and it was back and forth scoring. It was some fast-paced ultimate. Uh, so that over 43, I think it was at, or 40, even at over 44, looks like a lock. Yeah. The pace at which they were playing was incredible. Um, and then Philly just lost it. Uh, early mistakes from D.C. that Philly couldn't capitalize on. I think D.C. turned it over three times in the first three possessions, and Philly got no breaks out of it. Um and so if early capitalization on those, that probably could have turned the tide a little bit and given Philly more momentum. But DC took that as a gift and kind of rolled them. They think in the second quarter, routed off three straight breaks and then never looked back from there. Uh, Philly couldn't catch up. James Pollard had a hell of a first quarter. Literally, you heard his name on every offense possession and then only to disappear in quarters two through three. So it was, it was kind of a... Like fun, like I said, the first quarter was phenomenal. It was some good, high quality ultimate, very fast paced. DC played their quick ball ultimate, which was a lot of fun to watch. But then everything after that was just like, who is this DC or Philly team anymore? So, I I think when you yeah. look at the the overall just season series between these two teams, the the main story between these two teams is uh, let's see. DC was incredibly consistent every time that they played Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, when it comes to red zone scoring, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, just valuing the disc, they, they were consistent. Whereas uh, Philly just kind of, kind of faltered a little bit in terms of consistency. Yeah. And I mean, DC has some players step up. Mox had a hell of a game with two assists, five goals. He was a pretty key handler in the whole thing. Boxley for DC played well. McDonald did not even have that great of a game. I don't think. He, he was a big reason for a lot of the early first quarter struggle their offense had. And so when McDonald's not playing well and your offense could still keep up, that's a that's a good sign. Um, only eight turnovers for D.C. too. So I talked about early first quarter turnovers. They've had eight the entire game and a handful of those came in the first quarter. So very impressive game from D.C. I think it's clean ultimate. Um not flashy, which you know is interesting because they got to go into New York and need to build some momentum. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting what this number comes out to next week. Um, it's it's boring, but in. not flashy. Ultimate is winning. Ultimate, yeah, generally. yeah. High exactly. completion rate, short passes. It, it all just kind of plays into to winning a game. You know, a match against uh, another team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can go back on the stats and see where exactly they are when it comes to like completion percentage as a team. Um, if you go here, they're ranked top in the country, 95.17%, uh, which outbeats Empire. I mean, they're a very possessive offense. The small ball fits them perfectly. So that's kind of what they did to Philly. Philly couldn't get barely any turns. They had one break off, I think, five opportunities. So yeah. kudos to DC on that. Super possessive offense, but when it comes to their personal relationships, not not really jealous type. No, not at all. Everyone gets, you know, a little piece of the action. It's kind of like Minnesota. They're the Minnesota of the East, but we'll get to Minnesota later. We did have a prop, though. Ooh, how did the prop turn out? What was the prop? Yeah, uh, remind <clears throat> the prop folks. was James Pollard over five and a half plus minus for the game against DC. Um, so here was his totals on goals, assists, and blocks. He had three goal, three assists, two goals. 
even with that alone, you're not going to get over it. Hit under, obviously. The man had a total of six turnovers and one drop. Finished with a minus two play. Like, he for real struggled this game. Yeah. Um, I've had those games before where, like, you're out first quarter, you feel great. I've scored quite a bit in the first quarter. And then, you know, some of these better teams, they learn, they walk on, they make good adjustments. I don't know if Philly, Philly's coach really made those adjustments. I think they could have used an early timeout. You saw them use an early timeout in the second or third quarter, um, but they never use an early timeout in the first quarter. Try to get one of those turnovers to be a break to kind of swing momentum early for them. Now, DC wins the ultimate prize. They get to take on New York next week Mm -hmm. in the battle for the East. Uh, Do you like DC's chances to make it a game? Because that's the big question. It it feels like the the small school turd in the punch bowl kind of team that actually makes it to the college football playoff. And congratulations, now you get to play Alabama. It's kind of of the the matchup that it feels like when you're going against New York next round. Exactly. And, um, dude, I think they can, though. I think they can go to New York, make this a game. Maybe New York having a week or two off, at least two weeks off, doesn't bode well for them. I don't think their club team has had any tournaments, so they never had really any reps. Meanwhile, D.C., I know last week they played Philly. The weekend before that, Truck Stop, which is D.C.'s club team, played U.S. Open. Like They're kind of rolling right now. Um, They may have been a little exhausted in that game against Philly. That's why they weren't like super high energy, it looked like. But I like their chances. I'm also saying that because I've got a – 35 to one ticket for them to win it all. Because I think that number was just outrageous when I saw right. it. Um, and if they get through New York, if big, if then they 100%, they'll probably be the second favorite to win, you know, to win Behind it all. Colorado. If Colorado makes it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think DC can do it. Want to see more out of McDonald uh, going into that game. But I mean, if they just keep those turnovers low and don't allow New York's defense, because New York's defense has one of the best conversion rates in the entire league. So if they keep the uh, turnovers low, then I think they for real will have a shot. This number may come in at like two and a half, possibly. Um, yeah. <laughs> My kid just made an appearance on the podcast. Say hello, Junebug. Or Who just stare DC blankly. or New York. <laughs> or just stare blankly. There we go. Can you go say hi to That's too much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back to reality. Back to reality. First appearance by the kid on the podcast. Big ups, to Ju- Big ups to June Bug. You are my motivation. Uh, I guess learning, uh, learning the degeneracy early, I guess. I don't know if that's what you're going to allow your kids to. You're going to teach them about horse racing? Oh, fuck yeah. Grown? Okay. Oh, oh okay. yeah. It's, it's a skill that every adult should have um yeah yeah so yeah with this that game's with- gonna come in at around two and a half which i think i may take a chance on dc if it's any higher than that then i will definitely take dc and the points okay so i like early take early take i like that early take i do i do i think there's a good chance that uh that there could be uh you know it could be a closer game closer than folks expect yeah we are going to take a quick break here at the tilted land shark podcast when we get back We're going to get into the Indianapolis-Minnesota game. We'll be right back. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. 
Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And also, Win just released their first QB with five TDs. Prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, what is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is the one-stop shop for you savvy sports bettors out there. It's a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deals. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Welcome back to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and I've got Zach Michelob Ultra Vela with me here. And we are we are rolling through the last week's playoff games. We just talked uh Philly DC. Now we're gonna talk mm-hmm. Indianapolis Alley Cats. Minnesota windshield, probably the best game of the weekend. Probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis kept it close. They, however, do not triumph. The windchill gets the two point dub, twenty to eighteen, to set up the uh, the showdown with uh, Chicago next week. Uh, big takeaways here, Zach. Yeah, Minnesota gets the cover, or no, Indy covers the five and a half. Uh, we were all on Minnesota. That line actually moved quite a bit from what I heard. It went all the way down to four, I believe. Um, over under at 43 and a half. That was an easy under. You can even tell from the game how windy it was. Uh, they going down one side of the field, they had to put a lot of umph in their throws, right? So the under was an easy hit. Surprisingly, only 26 total turnovers in this game 15 from Indy, 11 from Minnesota. Um, and it's just, I don't know how to what dependent on Indianapolis. I don't want to pin it on depth because they have Xavier on the D line, and that guy that guy launched an eighty yard huck from Jesus. his own end zone halfway into the other end zone. That's like four uh, of my hucks. That's four of my hucks stacked on top of each other on a perfect day too. It's it was yeah. windy out there. Um, I can't blame it on that. It's just, I mean, I mean, if you they, if you look at the team stats, if you just kind of look at the box score and how it broke down. Uh, it, it looks that they're almost identical until you get to the break percentages and the D line conversion percentages. Yeah. And that, that really seemed to be the story of the game. And that's something we hit on earlier this year with Minnesota is how high their break conversion rates were and how it felt like they put their best line on D line. Honestly, um, we kind of talked about that and it kind of helped them out this game out breaking Indy seven to three, you know, which is obviously the difference in the game here. So hey, it's, but it was again low energy, some stupid mistakes on both teams. Um, it felt like Minnesota, if they would have played a cleaner ultimate, could have you know won by a little bit more. So they kept India around, which is shocking. Yeah, I, it, you have a team that's that's just basically. I, I think of them as probably close to the best defensive team in the league, which is Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it, it's not that they're just you know, getting these turnovers, they're cashing in. 
That's the big thing. They yeah. they ca- they cash in. They have a, a strong D line that can actually turn their defense in the, into offense. And you know it it, it uh you know it showed they, up. So they only forced four blocks this game. If we go back to their stats right here, if you guys give me a minute, by far the lowest all season. Yeah, only only forcing four blocks. Um, again, only creating 11 turnovers, which is also a season low for them. So that kind of helped balance it out. But they're a team that could get well into like 14, 15 blocks. They've done it plenty of times against Indy. But they just – the opportunities they did get, they were able to capitalize on. Um, and I think we got another opportunity here. Say, so, yeah, all right, way to go, Alley Cats. Yeah. Once again, another team that uh, – who would have pegged them as the number three – slot uh in in this division uh no, especially it, with the with playing against madison um yeah everyone thought it was going to be madison yeah and then now we got minnesota going up to chicago um after watching a very unimpressive game from minnesota so it's kind of like where where do you think the book puts the number at i mean because recency bias says chicago could you know win by three or four goals here with how bad i felt like minnesota played I, I think you still see a number that's actually fairly close. I, I think that you mm-hmm. might get a another two and a half kind of line. Yeah. Uh yeah. with with Chicago being the two and a half point favorite. Yeah, and I may bite Chicago on two and a half on that. I mean I again I just I was so high in Minnesota all season, but then I've like realized how good Chicago actually is. And I think they're ready for Minnesota to come into town. They've got the series on Minnesota 2-1. Um, so they've kind of got their numbers. So we'll see how that one plays out next week. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Uh, do you think, just looking even past next week, do you give a legitimate shot to either Minnesota or Chicago to win it all? Because, I mean, you just mentioned you found a 35-1 to 1 for D.C. to win it all. You, yeah. you kind of think of them as an as a outside contender to to, yeah. to be champions this year. Do you think you, we could see a Minnesota or Chicago champion? Um, I don't think Minnesota has a shot. If Minnesota pulls this off, I think it's an early exit from them. I think Chicago has enough firepower on the offensive end with uh, Pavel Jonas and Ross Baker on that squad, on that offensive end to kind of keep them into games against teams like Colorado or New York or, heck, even D.C. if they make it that far. So, again, it's – yeah, I think Chicago has enough firepower to make it through. Minnesota, not as much. All right. That wraps up Indy and Minnesota. Guess what? I know we just took one. We're taking another one. We're going to hit another quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Tilted Landshark. We're going to hit the last game of this uh, this previous week. Maybe we'll take a little peek forward to what's going on uh, next week. We'll be right back. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now and reserve your spot. $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com SGPN. 
Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in eSport, you can choose two more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to just ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We've we've hit two of the games. This is the last one to recap from the last week. We had San Diego Growlers heading to Salt Lake to take on the shred. Uh, we we all thought that uh, it was it was upset central, quite mm-hmm. possibly, with San Diego taking on Salt Lake. Not the case. Salt Lake yeah. gets the three-point dub, 19-16. to 16. And I, I, honestly, this game, to me, broke. It, it was a tale of, of quarter one and quarter three. Salt Lake just got up early in the first quarter. Uh, San Diego showed some life in the second. Salt Lake then blows them out in the third quarter, and San mm-hmm. Diego ends up winning the fourth quarter, but it's not enough to, to get the, uh, the W. Uh, you know, it, it's sad times for here as we represent the Lallypap Guild, uh, but – once again, hey, way to go. Great season. Great season for the San Diego Growlers making the play-in game. We all thought that maybe they had this chance, but uh, early on we were we we kind of we drank the Kool-Aid of Portland uh, a little yeah. bit early, uh, which the Kool-Aid was bad. It's the kind of Kool-Aid that leaves it's... you de- dead in the jungle somewhere around a cult leader. <laughs> I get that reference. I got yeah. that one. Way yeah, to go. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. We found the Checked sweet smart for references. Got to take them back to the early 80s slash 70s, and he's got them. We'll talk about Waco next. Um, but, um, yeah, you talked about Salt Lake's early fourth or first quarter success. This game started with San Diego coming out on offense, scoring, and then getting a break up 2 nothing. Not only getting that break on the third point, getting another ton- turnover and almost breaking them a third time. This game was almost 0 3, which looking back could have been huge. But Salt Lake gets the disc back. They hold and they go on a six to nothing run spanning over 12 minutes, coming from the first quarter all the way into the second quarter. Um, I mean, once San Diego broke with 921 left in the first quarter, they don't score the rest of the first quarter which like is tough i mean you gotta you gotta ask what happened i could tell you what happened paul alley had a tough game uh let me ask we you still this. Love, we still love friend of the show paul alley just throwing that we out do there. let me ask you this if drew Brees, you're a saints guy drew Brees ever threw you know three interceptions no touchdowns threw for like only 150 yards let's just say the running game wasn't there you think the Saints won that game? With our defense, oh hell yeah. 
Okay, say they're playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because this yeah, probably is what not. Nick City is. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, by, the way, by the way, with Breeze's arm at the end of the career, uh, to get those 150 yards, he had to complete 20 passes, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of hitch routes to Michael Thomas or Mike That's Thomas, right. and that was it. That's right. Um, yeah, Lally with oh, man a minus seven on the plus minus nine turnovers, one goal one block um it wasn't pretty that's what happens when qb1 which is for san diego he's qb1 right he's gonna have the disc a lot that's what happens when qb1 has a bad game is the offense has no flow 28 total turnovers salt lake at 17 blocks um yeah and weird thing about this game if you ever played in the stadium before you may think at like chest and head height the wind is fine but the second that disc gets over 10 feet Starts the swirling. wind is swirling, and you saw that because I mean, Salt Lake loves to put the disc deep. Yeah, uh, I San mean, Diego that, did that quite a bit too. You mentioned putting it deep. I mean, let's let, let let's talk about how they scored their points. Uh, I mean, zone they were eight for ten, but sixty two percent on hucks. They yeah. were putting it. They were doing their scoring, and they were doing their scoring from deep. Yeah, and San Diego on the flip side. Five of their 16 goals from Hux and the other 11 goals from just working it down the field. They could not. I mean, you lose any sort of dynamic play when you can't huck it and Salt Lake can start locking out, making the game longer, you know, 35 points total, which is well under the total yeah. of 43. Oh, that, that was very low scoring West Division yeah. game, I would say. Yeah. That's that that is that is a a tiny Tiny point yeah. total for, for a Western Division game. A big game for Salt Lake's defense to be able to, I mean, confidence boosters for their defense, too. They've been switching up their lines a little bit. Um, some of their score, like Joe Merle, I think, played some defense in that game. Let's see here. Joe Merle played a little bit. Um, Greg Martin, not Greg Martin. Um, they have another Martin. I forgot his first name. But, yeah, some they, they've been flipping some of their D and offensive guys back and forth just a little bit kind of give them some flow ability on the defensive end. So they've kind of, you know, created a new game plan and going into Colorado, see if that defense could keep up the energy against a arm, like another cut. Yeah. So now Salt Lake, we we've set up a, a rookie bowl basically uh, yeah. in, in the, in this uh, division playoffs. Cause we've got Salt Lake heading to Colorado to take on the summit uh, which I, I honestly, once this could be the best game of the upcoming weekend, quite possibly. Uh, of course, we have we haven't even mentioned Austin and, and Carolina yet, which could still be a good one. But yeah. looking forward to it. I mean, I I think this could be the matchup of matchups, the the one that the people want to see, the one that's mm-hmm. going to produce the the Sports Center top tenses. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the uh, game resembles the one they had earlier this year when it was twenty one twenty. Um, Colorado beats Salt Lake. I mean, in that game, great rush album, by the way, twenty one twenty, twenty one twenty. Yeah, uh, I actually it's twenty one twelve. Fuck. Funny story about that. You know how it, the album cover has a kid in the stars climbing. I think it's a Pentecost, right? Am I saying if, that right? If you say, yeah, uh, whatever. It's a the Santanic sign. We did. My parents got me that for Christmas it's Eve. A, it's a pentagram, buddy. Pentagram, costgram. Pentecostal is a religious <laughs> thing, uh, a religious sect. But pentagram, and 
my parents gave that in front of me in front of my uncle who was a pastor and my mom realized it halfway through pulling it out i was like you know what zach let me show you this back here and so yeah yeah had my enjoy this uh, devil's music baby zach which is funny because my family is a pretty religious family but they knew i was a big rush fan so it was pretty cool by the way, I'm taking um, I'm taking my shots at Zach this episode, but uh, I would like to point out that Zach unequivocally is smarter than I am. Uh, if if we were to do a a test of intellect, Zach runs away with it. Yeah, I also putting me behind a, a microphone. This is brand new to me. I can't be this quick. Imagine <laughs> me trying to diss jockey live. That would be a disaster. Well, I would like... play a lot of Rush. <laughs> yeah, that'll be easy. From now album, for everyone's favorite Pentecostal, Pentecostal band, <laughs> Rush. Everyone's favorite Canadian Pentecostal band, um, Salt Lake, Colorado. They had a really fun game earlier in the year. Colorado came back, beat them twenty-one twenty, at twenty-one twelve. But it was a uh, fun game to watch. So hopefully we get a rematch of that. This game could be close. I think Salt Lake's offense could keep a minute. Where do you think we see a spread lower than two points? Do you think this falls in the one and a half range? Dude. I, this one possibly, I could also, as much as I think Minnesota, Chicago may go, you know, two and a half, three and a half, that one they could put at one and a half. Um, I don't think there's any spread on this slate that's going to go over two and a half goals. That makes honestly. sense. Yeah. And I mean, hey, that, that that's kind of what you expect to see uh, going mm-hmm. into the, these sort of caliber games. Uh, is, yeah. is you, you expect it to be close. You expect these games to almost be pick'ems because they are the best teams in the league. They've proved it yeah. week in, week out. Exactly. But yeah. Um, it'd be fun. It's kind of two, uh, like you said, rookie teams going out for a playoff spot. I Colorado's got a lot of playoff experience with Nethercutt and Carolina, and they have – you know, Fruit and Matt Jackson, who played on Dallas on a championship. They have some champions. They have some champs on their team. So I think they've got more of the veteran, you know, swag to them than Salt Lake does. Okay, so if it's Salt Lake, if it's Colorado, what do you think the odds are that this one produces your overall, your champion for the year? Uh, If it's Salt Lake? It will be a fun run because I want to see that offense go against other teams from other divisions. With if it's hell, Colorado. With Salt Lake, with a Huck-happy offense, you got to think that a team with the size like New York would yeah. definitely present, present an issue. if they Chicago. They Chicago also. Uh, hell, Minnesota, if they made it, they're also a pretty tall lineup. Yeah, DeClerc will probably just eat them up. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, and then I think – Colorado has a shot to just make it to the finals and give New York a hell of a game. Uh, yeah, it, you're watching. It feel, feels like what we've been marching towards all season, a Colorado New York final. Johnny Bravo's having their club team out of Colorado, which has most of the um, Colorado summit squad. Their club team is rolling. I mean, semifinal to final um, finishes and all these big tournaments they've been going to. So this team is clicking right now. The city of Denver ultimate it's clicking right now so the, the colorado can make a good run at the uh at the trophy all right that was game three we're gonna take a one more last break and then we're gonna wrap this show up we'll be back with more tilted land shark podcast everyone wants a custom experience and the folks at trade coffee are here to give you that they've got expert tasted coffees 
they've got a first match guarantee that's right they're so confident that they're gonna match you with the custom roast that you want that they will take your feedback and the actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free if they don't get it right the first time Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Listen, we have all been in a situation where we are light on cash, but you know what? Your old buddy Dave is here. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to put in your tank. Buy a wedding gift. Catch up on bills. You can tackle those expenses with the help of your old pal Dave. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark podcast. We, we did our jobs. We wrapped things up, but we're going to go. We're going to be extra Amish about it since we're talking religion while we're at it. So we're going to take a quick look. Let's see what we got on the slate for this Saturday, which we will be previewing in depth later this week. We've got Austin, Carolina mm-hmm. this Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got D.C., New York, also Saturday, 7 Eastern. And then 6.30, ooh, the forgotten time zone, mountain time, Salt Lake takes on Colorado. Uh, what, what are you most excited for uh, in this in these three games? Um, Dude, I'm kind of excited for D.C., New York. Just because I'm holding that DC 35 to 1 ticket. Yeah. And I think they have a shot at it. And it'll be a fun upset to watch and not even see New York go to Madison. I, it's possible. I'm going to watch it just for the fact that, you know, we could watch something big happen Saturday night. I'm. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction, and that's going to be in the Austin-Carolina game, and that's going to be sloppy ultimate. Both the teams coming off the one-week layoff. I think you might see Mm -hmm. a little bit of rust. Yeah, a little bit of rust combined with a little bit of nerves because this is the game to go to Madison. Uh, I think it might be be a little bit of an interesting one. In terms of just Mm -hmm. like anticipation, great matchup, Salt Lake, Colorado, you're right, is is the one to watch. I think you said Uh, D.C., New York, but you're right. Salt Lake, Colorado will be. <laughs> well, I could I could be right, and that can also be just an excellent game to watch. Um, yeah, I want to see if uh, Salt Lake could like turn it up just a little bit. That offense again struggled against San Diego. It's been a struggling offense for the last few weeks of the season. So let's see if they can turn the knob there, turn a corner, turn the wheelhouse. You know, they're going to turn something around to get that offense clicking. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I think what you say? We got we got one more game, right? Oh yeah, that's right. They moved it to Sunday. <laughs> they moved it they to Sunday. They didn't move this one to Sunday. 4 p.m. Central, Sunday. God's time, Minnesota, Chicago. I, I think this also has a, a, a chance to be a pretty good matchup just because these yeah. teams are so familiar with each other. I feel like the styles of play some somewhat similar, or, or at least you know, styles make fights a little bit uh-huh. uh with, with the, the size of the Minnesota D line. You know, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting one. If we get – if all four matchups, we get every team at its peak, I think the Chicago-Minnesota game will probably be the most exciting game. All right. I think they're the two most evenly matched teams when everyone is clicking. 
So this Sunday game could be also very exciting. I'd be on the road from Indianapolis. So be a nice little watch on the way back. There we go. There we go. Well, that that's going to wrap it up for us here at the Tilted Land Shark. Like I said, we'll be back later this week. We've got some got some point. We'll have some point spreads. We'll have some totals. We've got mm-hmm. four just killer games to talk. Oh, buddy. It's getting down oh, to boy. the nitty and or gritty. Uh, speaking of gritty, you know who one of my favorite rappers was when I was a kid? Um, do, 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 flip-flop? MC Hammer! Oh. Or you're nothing. We will catch you next time. <laughs>